Welcome to Set for Stun. My name is Ron. And I'm Drew. And we're going to talk about everything from mouse droids to midichlorians. So strap in and get ready to make the jump to light speed. So today we're veering from our normal schedule. We were going to talk about the writing and influences of George Lucas in making Star Wars, but we weren't able to have the setup that we normally have, and also we didn't have the time to get the get to fit our guests in that we wanted to today. So we're actually going to rant a little bit about how we feel about Star Wars right now. So I think the best way to probably start this is if you were going to talk about stuff that you don't like about Star Wars, we might as well go ahead and bring up the, the sequel trilogy. The sequel trilogy. Garbage. It's absolute garbage. Absolute garbage. So my, my sense on the sequel trilogy is everybody talks about how The Force Awakens was this pretty good movie, and I disagree wholeheartedly. Immediately, within the first few scenes of Force Awakens, Finn picks up Anakin's lightsaber, and on Anakin's lightsaber, towards the top of the hilt, there is knobs, and then in the middle of the lightsaber between like the rubberized grip and the metal handle that's before that yeah. is a switch. That switch in the middle is the ignition switch. Every Anakin pushed that in all of the prequel trilogies when he had that lightsaber. And in A New Hope, the first Star Wars movie, where does Luke ignite the lightsaber that was Anakin's? In the middle. But... In Stupid Force Awakens, Finn picks it up and pushes the stupid knob at the top. And when I saw that, I literally thought, okay, it's not going to work. But guess what it did? And since that's what made it ignite, from then on, I knew how all these movies were going to be. They absolutely took a complete dump on the lore of Star Wars and the legacy of George Lucas. Since you brought up A New Hope, I actually just wanted to bring up the whole fact that Force Awakens is just a copy of A New Hope with new characters. For sure. Like, it, the same sand, well, not same sand planet, but sand planet, uh, the, the protagonist is someone who doesn't know who their family is, and they find out that they have these magical powers that awaken inside them, and then they go fight the big bad guy with the red sword. Like, it's the same exact movie. Like, oh, just with more stupid stuff put in it yes and what bothers me about it the whole thing is that it's just laziness it's just absolute lazy writing to just play into the nostalgia factor and then not actually write good characters because ray finn kylo poe whatever who even cares about him they didn't who cares about any of them all of them were shallow characters that no one really cared about because they all they either are too flawed or flawless. And the issue with making flawless characters such as Ray, this it's called a uh, Mary Sue type character is the type of character that she is. And she's just powerful because she just goes on this journey because it's the right thing to do. That's stupid. That is just such ignorant writing 
And I'm, I'm sick of it. I'm sick of Hollywood pushing this whole feminist agenda that women can do every, everything that a man can do and acting like Star Wars was just full of damsels in distress before, all, before The Force Awakens and Rey. That's a, that's a lie. That's a bold-faced lie. If you go back and look at any of the females in any Star Wars films, movies, games, TV shows, whatever, from before The Force Awakens, you see in the first Star Wars, A New Hope, Leia, She's no damsel in distress. Yes, Han and Luke and Obi-Wan go to the Death Star to save her because she's just a prisoner on the Death Star. She can't escape. But immediately, when Luke rescues her from the prison cell, stormtroopers are attacking them in the hallway, and Luke is missing every shot because he's a farm boy from Tatooine. And so Leia literally rips the blaster out of Luke's hand and starts blasting stormtroopers. To say that that's a damsel in distress, you're idiotic. That's definitely, like, one of my favorite things that is brought up is, like, they keep trying to push, like, we're going to make all the women characters super strong just because they're women. And it's because they're always like, oh, women don't get the correct, uh, not screen time, but they don't get the right... uh, You know what I'm trying to say. Nobody sees them as strong as... uh, uh, anybody else is what they're saying which is just wrong everybody has always had characters uh, uh, like you've said uh, the games and even like the old TV shows and stuff I immediately thought of Asajj Ventress yeah Asajj Ventress is an interesting character and in the Clone Wars they actually expound more upon her story she's actually cast aside by Dooku because of Palpatine's orders in the Clone Wars and she actually goes back to her planet of Dathomir, where she is part of the. I can't remember. It's, it's the, 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 sisters. the sisters. Yeah. The Night Sisters. Night it's the Night Sisters. That's what it is. So she actually goes back to the Night Sisters. And Darth Maul's race is all. He's also from Dathomir, and he's the male version of that race. And essentially, what happens from there is that's where Savage Press is introduced because mm-hmm. the matriarch of the Night Sisters wants revenge on Dooku and wants revenge on the Sith for ousting Asajj Ventress and for essentially smearing the name of the Night Sisters. So Savage Press is an undercover agent for the Night Sisters, but he is going to be the new apprentice to Count Dooku and it ends up backfiring in the in both Palpatine and Dooku's face. And what's crazy about that is just the amount of lore that it takes for that. And even later on towards the, the newer, I think it was the, the last season of Clone Wars, I think it was season seven, I believe. Yeah. The, the last season of Clone Wars, uh, Asajj Ventress actually helps Ahsoka. And it's, Ahsoka is one of another good female character that, go, honestly, when Ahsoka was first introduced in the Clone Wars series, I honestly didn't like her. But she had such great character growth through the entire arc of that series that she is one of the most beloved Star Wars characters to this day. The thing I always loved about Ahsoka is that she is essentially what Anakin would have been if he didn't go to the dark side. Oh yeah, I agree. I think that I haven't actually seen the full entirety of Star Wars Rebels, but that scene I've never where seen any of it. that scene where Ahsoka fights Vader and and it's and like it's just it's such a powerful scene because she's facing up against her master and she's also not a Jedi anymore. That's one thing I want to point out is Ahsoka at the end of the Clone Wars leaves the Jedi Order, and when you see her in the Mandalorian, that's when she's donning the gray silver lightsabers. And I believe at that point that she's a gray. I don't think that she's a full Jedi. I think that she follows the path of the gray Jedi. 
switching topics a l- little bit since we brought up Mandalorian, I wanted to bring up how stupid it is that it, it's not. Well, it's not even really just Star Wars; it's media in general. But they keep thinking on TV shows specifically, and some movies. They did it with uh, like the whole entirety of the ninth Star Wars movie was just this issue. Yes, where they just keep throwing in cameos just to have cameos, just for fan service, and it's stupid. If if you're gonna make a character, make don't just throw some popular face in, just to get some looks on it. Make a good character. Get someone who can actually act that character out. For real, like why was Lizzo in the most recent episode of The Mandalorian? Why was Jack Black in there too? Like I don't really have an issue, but they they neither added to the show nor took away. They were just there and they just kind of didn't serve a purpose. See, I I also agree because whenever I watched that, I I was confused. At first, whenever I saw Lizzo and Jack Black, I was like, especially when I saw Jack Black, because I had never thought Jack Black would ever be in anything Star Wars ever. So whenever I saw him, I was just like, whoa. And I watched the whole episode. And it, it, it's, it's, it's still one of those things where they weren't bad. It was just they didn't add anything. They were just there to be there. I will say uh, Christopher Lloyd's character he was actually, I really liked his character. Oh, yeah, I forgot that he was in there. I mean, it's Christopher Lloyd. Who, uh, he, he's going to, yeah, you can't really hate him at this point. He, he's, he's, he's just living his best life. And I'm assuming he's kind of retired because I've not seen Christopher Lloyd in a lot of things recently. He, he doesn't really make very many appearances from what I've seen. I follow him on Instagram, and I'm pretty sure he, he doesn't do many movies anymore or anything like that. But he does, like, make appearances and does, like, comic comic-con panels and stuff like that yeah i think i've seen him on like some commercials and stuff like that too but to kind of go back to discussing the sequel trilogy and just how crap the writing was and how lazy all the writing for that was finn the character that's introduced before ray's even introduced he is a stormtrooper in the first order which the first order essentially is the remnant of the empire i'm guessing even though in actual star wars canon which they call legends now it's canon to me but in actual star wars canon the remnant of the empire was just called the remnant and what they could have done they had a setup for a great storyline and a great way to tie in and expound upon the world that they've revamped and re- and revitalized they just didn't act, they just didn't seize that opportunity finn was a stormtrooper and within the first few minutes he he leaves he leaves the the first order and he leaves being a stormtrooper and what should have happened is he should have eventually left but it should have been a struggle that he dealt with where we could have followed finn and his uh story as a stormtrooper going in the ranks and there you could have introduced how the first orders ran a little bit of how they have as much funding as they do how do they have as much funding to build a space station that is bigger than both death stars but yet don't have control of the galaxy it just doesn't make sense within the lore and the world building of Star Wars that was already created before it. And it just goes to show the amount of laziness that's in the writing. And what's sad to me is a lot, a lot of the reason of why Finn wasn't chosen as a main character is because of Disney's ties to China. Uh, I can definitely agree with that one. Uh, but I was actually going to say, since you brought up Finn, the whole thing, that he should have been the one that was the Jedi. Like, just I agree. straight up. It would have been I so agree. cool to have a stormtrooper, like, Jedi. yeah, turn Jedi. And they just went, like, they hinted at it. They were like, oh, I think this is what we're going to do. And then they just never talked about it again. 
And to kind of go on the fact that these new characters are just written poorly, in later movies, you see Finn literally cheering when he kills stormtroopers. And that just wouldn't happen in humanity. He, he could have known that person. He knows that that's, just a, uh, that's actually a person on the, on the, behind that armor. It's not just an armor kind of thing, but it's, it's just ridiculous that they're going to have him cheer and they're going to have him do all, do all this and not feel any type of remorse for taking his former comrades in arms. Uh, since, uh, let me see, I, I got to find another thing that I don't, oh, actually, no, I remember. I was going to talk about it since you brought up Legends, because that in its entirety is just something I hate that even happened. Oh, everything before what we made, not canon. It's not true. That's not actually what happened. Thanks, just, Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah, and they just ended up going, we're going we're gonna to take Star Wars, screw everybody else's story, that, and all the stuff that they have added onto it, like culminated together to make this really awesome world. Screw all that. It's not true. This Ours is correct. So, and all of that is the fault of the head of Lucasfilm, Kathleen Kennedy. Kathleen Kennedy, if you're listening, this will probably get taken off the air. I don't care. I hate what you have done to Star Wars. You have taken an absolute dump on what is probably one of the greatest sci-fi franchises of all time, all to push your political agenda. And it's, it's ridiculous. And what's funny, it's not working for you. Star Wars keeps losing money. I, I've seen so many videos and so many countless things of how this... When you go woke, you go broke. You don't make any money off of pushing this woke nonsense that's being pushed by the liberal media. Yeah, like especially that whole thing where you said they were losing money. You can see it, like with how much like specifically good examples were the most prominent in the book of boba fett with just in camera shots you could see the set like you could see the wooden pylons hold and like wooden braces holding up like whatever set they had built like in shot like they didn't hide it or anything you could tell that they are not pushing as much money into this stuff as they could be to make it good on top of not having I don't think it's really the money as much. It's just the time. They're rushing all of these projects out. The issue, one of the biggest issues that I saw was a recent show, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And with Obi-Wan Kenobi, it was just sloppy editing. I mean, I, I can, I'm a st student in the broadcasting department, and I can look and see that they just had sloppy editing. And I think it was like the second or third episode of the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. It took place on like an underworld kind of planet. And a lot of the setting was just a dark setting. And instead of adjusting for the brightness and contrast, they just didn't. It was very difficult to see anything going on in, in that episode. And also, on a, either it was either later in that episode or the next episode, they're back on Tatooine. And all the shots were pretty much overexposed. And it just a, a goes to show how rushed all these projects are and how the lack of care that Kathleen Kennedy even cares to put into any of these good projects that could be something wonderful. Yeah, that's basically what every issue with Star Wars always roots back to is just Kathleen Kennedy. That's, that's it. Yeah, so I guess to end our little rant episode, thank you, Kathleen Kennedy, for ruining Star Wars. But I'm going to make it my goal to make my own Star Wars content because clearly the few people that can do it Kathleen Kennedy is push is trying to push them out of Lucasfilm, and 
I'm just going to take it upon myself to make quality Star Wars stuff. What do you think, Drew? I can definitely agree with that. All right. I think we're out of time. Hey, Ron, I heard you had uh, a bounty that was set on you by the hut. I don't think you heard that. I don't know what you're talking about. See, I think I did because I'm actually here to take you in. You'll never take me alive. You're no good to be dead. (laughs) 